0: You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast, episode number 15, The Easy No. Today, we're talking all about goal setting and boundaries, but not just boundaries with your clients, boundaries with fellow creatives. We're going to help you find your enthusiastic yeses and your easy nos. Let's go, Wedding rock stars!
1: Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, Wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is Mindy Marzek and I'm joined as always by... Renee Dallow. Hey Renee, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Pretty good. We were just talking before we started recording that we haven't recorded in a while because I went on like a two-week vacation and we're like, what are we doing? How do we do do this? (laughs) How do we talk? What's my voice sound like? But it feels good to be back. Today, uh, we have a really interesting topic that I'm pretty sure that everybody can relate to. I know that as someone who has been self-employed for going on seven years now uh, I definitely can relate to this topic so we're going to talk
0: about the easy no yeah it's my new favorite thing and I know I say that about everything but really everything is my favorite thing sometimes <laughs> so give us like a, a quick summary of the concept of the easy no Renee yeah well basically we're gonna talk it's basically a combination of goal- setting and boundaries and what and this is why I say it that way I feel like I've been an entrepreneur for a while now and I Know many other entrepreneurs. And a thing that keeps coming up, a theme that keeps repeating is either saying yes to things that we should have said no to, or not being able to create and enforce boundaries with our clients. And I think that all stems from a place of not having clear enough goals. So it all comes together. I think, I think we, it can't be separate in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's when I came up with the easy no, because actually a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, I get a lot of emails about like, can you do this thing for me for free? Can you come and plan no. this event? Yeah, you know, I get a lot of a lot of those emails, and I literally read one, and at the end I went, "Well, that's an easy no." Like I said it out loud. Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, how many things are easy no's, and how can we make more things and either an easy no or an enthusiastic yes? Because anything else is just not. It's not. It's not cool. You can't be in the middle with these things because life is too short, time is too precious, and the goal is to have a business, not a hobby."
2: Yeah, totally. And I will just say that I I don't have a tough time saying no to opportunities. Like you mentioned getting emails where it's like, can you do this for free? And as a blogger, I get these PR emails all the time. That's just like, can you write about my client? Uh, we have no budget. And that's an easy <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, that's an easy no. But where I have a tough time is that I have like shiny object syndrome. And when I get an idea, I want to pursue it, even though I have a dozen other ideas over here that are collecting dust because I halfway started them and then didn't pursue them, you know? So that's where I have a tough time saying no. And so I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who, whatever it is, have a tough time just saying no, whether it's your own idea or whether it's an opportunity that someone brings to you. So there's a lot of different things that <laughs> that you should be. We should all probably be saying no to, and we're going to talk about that.
0: Yeah, it's a really loaded topic, I think, because especially if you're in a service industry like I am, like most wedding professionals are. You know, we're we're conditioned, and maybe it's just in our DNA to be yes people. We want to be the We're helpers. Oh yeah. We're, you know, we're and so we want to be the one that's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at some point, all the yeses create, they have to create a no somewhere. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the no that's created is what your is the no for yourself. And, you know, that's where it gets very complicated. And so that's where we that's, and that's how we end up back at the goals. So let me just say that, um, I've been talking to a lot of wedding planners, especially in the last few days about this topic. And, the thing that keeps coming up with that I keep hearing is like, well, I don't know how to set boundaries with my clients. And I've actually written an article about that for planners lounge um, that we'll link to in the show notes. Mm, Um, And it's, it's called, do you have business boundaries? And it's a lot about, you know, just setting expectations with your clients about um, your style of communication, establishing your boundaries straight away, continually communicating your boundaries early and often like repetition is sort of key there. And then using technology to help you do those things. So I don't want to dive too much into the boundaries with clients. Cause I feel like a, we can do a whole other episode on that. And B I have this sort of done for you article that we'll link to. Yeah. But I just want, I do want to say, cause I, I've gotten some DMS in the past few days about like my bride texted me at 6am and woke me up and I was like, well, did you text back? And they're like, yes. I'm like, ah, oh, no, don't text back. <laughs> It's 6am. That is not a business hour. These are, these are your business people. Like you're a business person. You're not going to text your lawyer at 6am. Well, maybe if you're in jail or something, but like, <laughs> like, you not. I'm not going to text, you know, I don't know, my accountant at 6am. Like they're sleeping yeah. or at the gym, leave them alone. So if you're in a situation with your clients that you don't like, don't reward their bad behavior. Just stop it. Yeah. And go read my go read the article that we'll put you in the show notes.
2: So this episode about the easy no and setting goals and boundaries is more like from a business level and
0: not a business owner to client level. Yes, because I uh, I think I uh, maybe it's just the season that I'm in in my business because we're right now we're recording this in early August. You know, we're we're approaching, you know, the fourth quarter and well, almost approaching the fourth quarter. And I feel like this is the time of year where I think I'm feeling a lot of fatigue about like the things that I'm being asked to do for free. Yes. Um, yeah. This is also a time of year, I think, where people are looking at their businesses and saying like, have I reached my quarterly goals? Hopefully you have quarterly financial goals. But if you don't, if you're looking at the year as a whole, where are you in your year? And are you are you getting there? You know, And if you're not, doing free things at this point in the year feels like a no all the time. Yeah. And so I, I just think maybe it's where I am in the year that I was like, I need to teach more people how to say no in a in a good way because I'm also in a position where I am asking people to somehow sometimes sponsor things because I'm on the board of Association of Bridal Consultants. I'm a leader for Rising Tide and we're constantly asking people to sponsor. And sometimes the responses we get are, you know, could be better. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I've seen it from both sides, right? Um, so yeah, you know, I think that, All of us probably can think of a time where we've said yes to something when it should have been a no. I know in the past five years of Moxie Bright events, I know I've said yes to things that I was then like, oh, why did I say yes to this? Either it wasn't an organic fit for me and my business, or it was something that I just wasn't excited about, or it was something that I thought I had to do out of obligation. Do you have like a specific example of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I get asked to do a lot of styled shoots, Mm -hmm. um, and I love them now, but in the early years of my business, I was like, oh, I have no patience for these because I was just trying to get to r- drum up business. And, and although I, I do think a styled shoot can indirectly get you business, um, at the time when I was being asked to do them, I kind of was like, not really, not really in love with them. I wasn't excited about any of them. So I was asked to do a styled shoot with a photographer that I didn't really know in a, in a neighboring city to LA. So it wasn't, it wasn't like very easy. It could just, I couldn't just like drive over to it. It was like a two hour drive. Mm. And I said, yes, because I thought I should. And I was like, oh, I should be doing more styled shoots. And this is a good opportunity that I should be doing. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't my heart wasn't in it. And then it ended up that, you know, it was really hard to get anyone on board because it was so far away. And and it ended up that the photographer and I like we just did had like had a miscommunication on like the style. And then we ended up losing our models it was just nothing, it didn't happen is the end result because it, and the whole thing was so embarrassing. And like, we had to send a gift to the venue to apologize for like not coming through. And I had to pay for a a designer in New York to send me a gown that we never used and I shipped back. And so like, it was kind of a crash and burn situation. And, and, and I just was like, oh, this, I just, this should have been a no. It should have been like a, thank you so much for thinking of me, but this doesn't it's not going to work for me. But I didn't know that. I mean, I kind of had to live through it to get to the other side and be like, yeah, that, that was a no. Yeah. And I think that's the tricky
2: part because as you were telling that story, it sounded at the beginning that it was just like, you maybe weren't that into it, but you felt like you needed it. It was something you needed to do for your business. And look, we all have things that we need to do for our business that we might not be a hundred percent in love with doing. Yeah. So how, how do you know? And and I have, I mean, I have my own situations where like I've done, so as a blogger, I get opportunities from brands to write about their product and then they pay me for my article. Right. So I've definitely had situations where I've been, where I got an opportunity from a brand, the pay was lower than I wanted. And then it ended up being more work in the end. And it was one of those things that's like, I, sh- I, this isn't ultimately worth, my time for the money I'm receiving. And I should have said no. But at the beginning, I was just like, well, I'm not in a position to turn down money. Yeah. And I know that, that we talked a little bit about goal setting and boundaries. How do we get to that point where we can look at something and know right away that it's an easy no?
0: So here's what I like to do. And again, like three, four years ago, I didn't have this system in place. And so that is why I said yes to something that didn't align with my goals at the time because I was like a little um, pinball, you know? It was like just dinging around to whatever looked shiny and good. And I didn't have my goals set. And so when someone asked, it was like, it was very shiny object syndrome, like, or in that case of that styled shoot, like, well, I should be doing that. Yeah. Even though it wasn't on my list of goals for the quarter, it wasn't even on my list of goals for the year. It wasn't really a venue that I was like dying to work at. I just sort of said yes, because I thought I had to. Yeah. I just, I didn't want to point someone, you know, there's always like other emotional things happening, but what I like to do now is I, I make yearly goals. So like big, broad goals. And actually even beyond that, I make like big, scary goals. Yeah, <laughs> Like, so there's an umbrella of big, scary goals under that is like yearly goals. Mm-hmm. And then I break it down by quarter. So right now in quarter three, I don't have a goal of doing a styled shoot this quarter. It's not on the list. So if someone were to come to me today and say, hey, we're doing a styled shoot in two weeks. Do you want to plan it? That's an easy no. It's not on my list. I'm not doing it. Right. Now, on the other side of the coin, I am doing, uh, I'm planning for free or in exchange for being on the preferred list. I'm planning an event for a new venue downtown. It was supposed to be this quarter. It's now being moved to fourth quarter. (laughs) But. (laughs) <laughs> right. And that, and that's okay. Cause that's life. Things change, yes. but it's still, it was still in my goals for the year to like establish myself on more, on more preferred lists. And then the way to do that is to do this thing for them. So that I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. If another venue were to come to me that was, say in Malibu by the beach and say, Hey, will you do this thing for us? It's like, no, that quota is filled now. I'm doing it here. So I can't say yes to all the things all the time. Mm-hmm. I can try to be as strategic as possible. I mean, you can never predict the future. I don't. I do. I honestly sitting sitting here right now. I don't know if getting on the preferred list at this new venue is going to bring me any money, but I can tell you that I'm excited about the project. I'm. I like working with the girls at that venue. Um, it feels good to do something creative. It's like a styled shoot, but it's for the community, and I also love that part of it too. So it does align with both my overall goals for the year, which were building more community. doing more design work, you know, it, it aligns with so many things. And so for me, that was an easy thing to say yes to, you know, this is sort of a broad thing, but one of my like big scary goals, and I don't know that I've ever talked about it on the podcast is that um, I would like to retire my husband uh, so that he can either just come work for my business or, you know, just retire. And we have a very, a very like concrete financial goal for that. So when someone asks me to do something for free, whether that's an, another creative, or if it's a client asking for a discount, it's really easy for me to say no, because I know where we have to get to this year to get to, to make, you know, I, we have a goal for this year, we have a goal for next year, we have like a five year plan. Mm-hmm. So when someone asks me for a discount, or a fellow creative wants me to, to do work for free, if I'm not meeting my financial goals, you know, I, that's, that's kind of an easy no, because I understand what what the goal is each year in order to retire my husband.
2: Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think the tough part is actually sitting down and writing out those goals. Because right, like, for me, I mean, it's easy to write down like, a a dollar amount. (laughs) But then like, how do you get to that dollar amount? And sometimes, like, it's just really hard to say no to opportunities that you know, will bring in the dollar amount, even if it might not be the best thing in the long run. And so I think that's where a lot of people struggle. And I struggle with this too, is that I know I want to make a certain amount of money and I know the things that will bring in money. But then if something comes along that's not on my goal sheet, but it will bring me money, it's just really hard to say no to that sometimes,
0: I think. I, I you know, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I also think too, though, it can't always... It can't just be about the money, right? So if it's like, well, yeah, it's like, if it brings you money, great. If it brings you money and also aligns with some other goal or, or just like your business, business ethics and like, yes, maybe do it. But I think everything it's, these things are hard because it, life continues every day. We get more opportunities every day, hopefully. And so everything has to be sort of assessed in the moment, which is why I came up with this opt-in sort of worksheet. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I really like writing things out. I'm a pen and paper person only when I'm doing like thought work, you know, like everything else is a computer, but if I'm trying to work my way through something, I need to really jot it down. Um, And part of the thing on the, on the opt-in that you'll see when you sign up for it is uh, it literally says like list your top three goals because not everything can be essential. Like there's this amazing book called Essentialism that I'll link to in the show notes. And one of the things that struck me from that book, it's an amazing book. I actually read it when we were on vacation in Alaska and I kept turning to Joe and like, listen to this. And I'd read him like a whole page. He's like, okay, crazy, like out of context. I don't know what you're talking about. But one of the things that stuck with me so hard is that he literally says like, you can't have a list of essentials. That's 20, 20 items long. Like that is contrary to the actual word essential. And I was like, and you know, I'm such a word nerd that I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's so basic, but then when you hear it, you're like, yes, not everything can be essential. Not everything can be number one. It's yes, impossible. Totally. So I just always say like, what are my top three goals for this quarter? Because I also know that I'm the kind of person who does make a to-do list of 47 things and then get gets annoyed when I can't finish them in one day. So mm-hmm. keeping it really small is I think the first step for me is like, what are my top three goals for this quarter? And when an opportunity comes, does it align with those three goals? And then the other, there's another page in the PDF that is literally a list of questions to ask yourself. And some of them are like positive, And some of them are, are sort of, um, you know, meant to make you think a little harder. Like one of the questions on, on my list is, you know, do you feel like you'll be disappointing someone if you say no to this? Mm. And, you know, in my conscious, like my fully awake conscious brain, I'm like, well, F that, like, it's not up to them, but we are all human and we want to be liked and we want to be, you know, asked again to be doing something. So I put it on the list because I feel like you have to sort of come to terms with that. Like- someone else's anger, someone else's feelings about your, about your choices. That's not your business really. Yeah. It feels like it's your business. <laughs> that's
2: so. I mean, but that's so true. And that's why it's so hard to say no to certain opportunities because you don't want to, you don't want to be known as the person who says no to everything.
0: True. But you also don't want to be the person who says yes to everything.
2: That's true too. That's, it's, bad on, so, it's bad on both ends. So, so that's why you do the goal setting and that's why you figure out what's going to move your business forward. And that's, that makes it easier to say yes and no. And there's a way yeah. to say no kindly.
0: Well, there is. And, and the, the reason I, I did the opt-in this way, the the easy no opt-in is because I wanted to give the email templates that I've been using. And so One is like a gentle no, and one is like a very firm like no, because I know we've all read this on like the little, you know, Pinterest, like, uh, you know, graphics that say like, no, is a complete sentence, Mm -hmm. but it's true. You don't really have to give someone a reason why you can't do it. It's just not a good fit for you at this time or not a good fit for you ever. And that's okay to say too. Yeah. And I, I think when you're strong in your business and you're strong in your goals, it's really easy to start saying no to things that are not a good fit. So like, yes, make a pro and con list. Yes. Ask yourself the questions. I mean, generally, you know, sometimes you have to say to yourself, like, will this opportunity open doors for my business that were previously closed? And that might be enough in that moment because you might be in a season of your business of growth. Mm-hmm. And If you're in a season of growth, then yes do that opportunity that's going to get you access to a different group of people that you wouldn't have gotten there on your own. But if you're in a season of maintaining, maybe, maybe you're not, you have no interest in growing. Maybe you're doing great, right? Then maybe you don't need that. You don't need it. Mm -hmm. But then conversely, what if, what if you get an opportunity that forces you out of your comfort zone? Maybe that's an opportunity that you need to take for yourself. Mm -hmm. So in every season, I think you have to sort of assess what your goals are, where you, and also where you want to go with your business. And so that's really the hard part is answering those questions. And then the easy no becomes easy.
2: Yeah. I'm sure that the opt-in shares a lot more information about this, but can you just give a, like a specific example of a question to ask yourself when you have an
0: opportunity that you're not sure aligns with your goals? Yeah. I can give you a few. Um, First, I always ask like, Will this opportunity compensate me at my preferred rate? And a lot of times that answer straight away is no. So then you have to ask, well, will I be compensated in a non-monetary form, like a promotion? Mm-hmm. or And that means like a promotion, uh, like advertising, yeah. um, a review. Sometimes when I was new in my business, if someone asked me to do something, even if it was a fellow vendor, I'd be like, sure, but I'd like you to write me a re- review because I needed the social proof. So for me, that was worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, will I Will I be compensated in a new relationship that could bring me business down the line? Or is it literally a bartering situation, right? Yeah. If you take my photos for this, then I can I'll help you write your copy for that. You know, like and that that works sometimes too. Totally. I always ask, am I genuinely excited by this opportunity? And you know what? Your gut will always know the answer to that.
2: Yeah, um, and I like that one. And but that's something that like that trips me up too because sometimes your gut says no, but you really need the money. <laughs> Or you really need that <laughs> review. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes your yeah. yes, spidey senses are tingling, but you're not sure until you're halfway through the opportunity or the, you know, the the job um, that you should have said no.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... It's a tough one. It is a tough one. In year one and two, I would fully ignore my spidey sense and be like, oh, I'm going for it. And every single time, Every single time it ended badly yeah. um, and maybe not catastrophically badly, but badly that I was like, I'm not doing that again. Right. Yeah. On one hand, I want to say you have to live through it and learn. On the other, for me, I know like my gut is so strong. So if you're getting a bad vibe from a potential collaborator or an opportunity, just sit with that for a minute, explore it because you really do know yourself and your business better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to honor that no matter what, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So, that I mean, I know it's hard. It's hard to turn down money, but not all money is good money. That's true.
2: That's and that's a really important thing to remember. If it's if the money is coming in and it fixes something temporarily, but it causes problems in the long run and it may might give your business a bad reputation, then it's probably not worth it. So, these are all questions to ask yourself when you're weighing an opportunity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of the other questions that's on our little checklist is, you know, Will, this, will taking this opportunity negatively impact my current clients or my current projects? Oh, yeah. Because you have to think
2: about your current clients. You don't want to take on a new project that's going to take you away from your responsibilities to them.
0: Yeah, that's really Absolutely. interesting. Yeah. And then I always ask myself, does this opportunity align with my ethics, my business ethics, my oh. personal ethics? And if I don't know, I always try to do the research before I commit, especially if it's a brand new company coming to me. Like, I just need to know. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of like they're into some shady things that I don't agree with. And then it's too late because you're, you've aligned with them. Right. Yes. I know in this day and age, it's like, just do some Googling. Yeah. Google is your friend. And then I always, and then I ask, and this is one that I'm bad at. For sure, but I always think like, well, will we'll, we'll taking this opportunity? You know, will it negatively impact my self care, my personal relationships, my family? Like, I'm the first to be to admit that like, if I want something, my self care and my like personal relationships go out the window. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can get everything done. I'm it's amazing. I'm a superwoman, but really, there's only 24 hours in the day, and I'm only one person. So,
2: yes, I totally agree. I remember when I first started my blog, I was working full time in just like with an insurance company. And then I'd come home at night and I wrote on my blog. And before I started the blog, I was like such a social butterfly. I was going out into Hollywood every night. I would go to comedy shows a lot. I ran my own comedy stand up show. And I went out like almost every night. There were parties every weekend. And then it all just stopped. And my friends were like, what happened to you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have friends from college who live in Los Angeles. I mean, my best friends, and I see them maybe once a month, but I still feel like right now, I, my business is in a season of growth. Mm-hmm. So this is the time where I'm having to pour into the business or like plant the seeds that will eventually grow. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that metaphor is so cheesy, but that, that isn't how I feel. No, it's true. You know. And they know that too. Yeah. Um, And they know I love them. And
2: yeah. Back in that, You know, when that was happening and I was just like, I want to go down this new career path. The friends who I'm the people I'm still friends with are the friends who understood that I needed to cut back on my social time. Yeah, so absolutely. Those are the people to keep. You'll get through it. Yeah, but that is true. You don't you definitely don't want to take an opportunity that might move the needle forward just a little bit, but takes you away from your clients or your friends or your spouse, your family uh, more yeah. than it's worth the
0: positive outcome. Yeah. And then the other question that I, that I ask myself a lot, especially in this time of my business, cause I've, I've been, I'm, I'm established a little bit now. I'm in the, in the community is like, am I afraid of what will happen to my business or my reputation if I say no to this opportunity? Mm-hmm. And that that's, you know obviously, obviously a fear-based question, but I also want to say the opposite, you know, what happens if you say yes to this opportunity that maybe you're not super psyched about? If you don't perform at your top level, that will also negatively impact your reputation. So be careful with what you're saying yes to, especially as a wedding planner, especially as a planner. A lot of times, you know, we're being asked to plan these industry events. And if, like, if you're going to, you know, do it to the halfway mark, then don't do it at all because that is how people will remember you. Mm-hmm. As someone who kind of did it in a lackluster way with very little <laughs> enthusiasm and, And kind of phoned it in. You you don't want that.
2: Yeah, you don't want to be phoning in anything. That's that's very true. Because
0: it's a small business. Word gets around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love this quote from Steve Jobs and I um I actually have it printed out like next to my desk. (laughs) It says, um, people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on, but that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. You have to pick carefully. I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as the things I have done. Innovation is saying no to 1000 things.
2: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. It's taking me a minute to process. (laughs) 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 I mean, but that's so true. Like focus, you really just have to focus on the, you know, in our example, like the three big goals that are going to move your business or maintain your business, whatever, you know, whatever those are and saying no
0: to anything that's going to distract you from those goals. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that I hear feedback I've been hearing since we released this opt in is like, well, what if, what if I'm not getting that many opportunities at all? Like, Mm, what if, what if I, what if I'm not, you know, lousy with opportunities? And so I feel like I can't say, uh, say no. And it's like, well, if you're not getting enough opportunities, perhaps you need to create your own. Yeah. Maybe that's one of your goals because then you get to control it. You get to control what you're doing. Yeah. And there's a lot of power in that. I'll tell you. And so, you know, the thing about saying no for a service provider is like, none of us really want to do it, but we know we have to. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like we walk into this already going like dragging our feet, like, oh, I got to say no. Yeah. Which is why I did these these two email um, templates, because it's like, I think sometimes we think when we say no, it's like when we say no, the the subconscious thought is like, well, no, and your idea is stupid and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and and really, it's just like no, this isn't a match for me right now. But it sounds like a great t- project, and I know whomever you work with is going to have the best time, or whatever. Like, there's a way to spin it so that you're still kind and still honoring the other person's idea, and still really so grateful that you were asked. Mm-hmm. But it's just not a match. Yeah, and that's okay too. I, I I'll tell you, as being on the board of ABC, we reach out to vendors constantly to ask for sponsorship and. Oftentimes we won't even get an answer at all, which is my worst. Like, just don't ghost someone. Just, I know it's hard to say no, but like put on your big girl panties and say no. Um, And then other times we get these responses, especially from planners that are just sort of like, uh, not rude, but just, there's no, you can tell there's no care taken, you know? And, and I I think it saying no requires a little bit of a finesse. It doesn't require a soft hand. I think you should still be firm about it, but it does require like a human response. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can t- decline gracefully. Yes, gracefully. Absolutely. And uh, another thing that has, you know, come up in the in the past uh, few days, too, is like, well, I've said yes to something that clearly should have been an easy no. How do I get out of it now? Well, sometimes you can't. Yeah sometimes you're just in it and you have to live through that and learn your lessons. Yeah. Some, you know, it's, that completely depends on the search on the situation, but I'm the kind of person who if I were in something and and it was, and it was moving along, you know, everything was progressing as, as it should be. um, I don't think there is a way out. I've said yes to things that have then fizzled, you know, I've said like, yeah, sure. I'll speak at that event. And then that event sort of never happens Right, and I'm, And I'm like, hey, are we still doing that event? And then no one answers. And so I'm like, I guess we're not. And so, you know, some some things like that happen because honestly, to get everything to coalesce is kind of a magical thing. To have everyone say yes, everything, for whatever you're doing, whatever creative project. It's like if everyone's on board and everyone's awesome the whole time, that's like magic. It doesn't always work that way. But once you've said yes, I feel like you have to just write it out. What do you think? Do You you can't, I mean, have you ever said no to something once you've said yes? Well, kind of, sort of, I was in a
2: partnership, uh, a brand partnership last towards the end of last year, where it was just a product review. And this company reached out to me to send me a backpack that was Disney related. I think it was a backpack, maybe it was some kind of bag. And uh, the company sent it to me, and I said, or they 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 sent me an email. They said we'd like to send you this product, and I don't do blog articles for free in mm. exchange for product unless it's a very very high value product or service. So I said I can post about this on my Instagram. That seemed like a fair trade to me. Sure. So I agreed to it. They said okay and they said they would send me the product and then they sent me over a contract that had all these other stipulations in it. Like they the company wanted rights to my photo to use what? in other forms of advertising, they wanted me to switch my Instagram bio link to their website for like three days. <laughs> they had a, a copy and paste comment for me to include with the photo, which I never agreed to because I always want it to be in my own voice. Yeah, and so I didn't sign the contract, and I was like, I sent, I wrote back to them, and I'm like, Look, I know the the bag is already in the mail, <laughs> so I'm gonna get it but I can't agree to like half the things on this list. Yeah. And so I sent them back a revised contract and they sent me back like a revised contract. And ultimately I said, yes, just to be done with it. Right. So I did a little more work than I wanted to in exchange for this free thing that I can't use to pay my mortgage or anything. Right. But that was something where if the bag hadn't been sent out already, I would have just written back and said, I can't agree to this. And I'm saying no to everything. Yeah, But since the bag was already in the mail, and I was going to get it anyway, I was just like, okay, I have to work something out. So I know that's a very specific example that a lot of people listening to this podcast are not ever going to be in that position. But that's an example of like, make sure you read your contracts, make sure you get all the details before you say yes. And if you need to back out once you see the full details, even though you might have said enthusiastically yes in the first place, because it sounded like a good deal. Don't be afraid after you get the final details to say no.
0: Absolutely. And also, just a great reminder to go into projects knowing what you want out of them and knowing what you expect. Like when I do a styled shoot now, at this point right now, if I were to be if someone were to come to me with a styled shoot, as opposed to to originating it myself. And they said, do you, do you want to plan it? I would say, well, I'm only doing styled shoots where I'm also the planner and designer. So if Hmm. you don't want me to design, then it's not a fit for me. But then if they were to say, yes, I would say, great, this is how I need to be credited. This is how I expect, like, this is the contract I want all the vendors to sign. This is how we're going to handle social media posting. This is how we're going to submit it. And you sort of have to come into it with your own, um, with your own path in a way, because if you don't have that, then you're going to get taken advantage of, or it's just not, or you're going to be unsatisfied with the results at a base level. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of true for, for everything. I mean, I, I even go into client meetings thinking like, this is what I need to get out of this meeting so that at least at the end I can go like, did I do that? Did I accomplish, can I check the box there? You know?
2: Yeah. And I think a lot of this just comes with experience and time, like, you might be starting your business and you're tempted to say yes to everything. And that's not
0: necessarily a bad or a wrong thing. Sure. I think at the beginning, you kind of have to say yes to everything that doesn't sound like dangerous or dumb. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, it, if it's even remotely a, a good idea, then, and if you have time and space for it, then do it. Because at the beginning, you're trying to build. Yes. For me, it's like, are you building? That's the beginning. Are you growing? That's the middle. Once you're established, it's like, well, are you pivoting or are you cool where you are? Mm -hmm. And for me this year, like I'm starting this education brand as a side, as my side hustle. So it's like I'm in both. Like I'm growing the education brand, or I'm building, sorry, the education brand, but I'm still growing Moxie Bright. So Mm -hmm. you kind of have to say, like, what do you want out of those things? And it is okay to say yes. It's okay to say yes to the things that align with your goals is really the point.
2: Mm-hmm. So I love this idea. I love the sound of your opt-in. Where can people
0: get it? Uh, I'm going to put it the link in the show notes. It's on the ReneeDallow.com website right in the middle of the page under the title that says, you know, you like free stuff. Don't lie. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right? Who doesn't like free stuff? And so, yeah, that's the little opt-in. And if you sign up for the opt-in, you'll be on our little email list. And when we send out new blog posts, which are forthcoming (laughs) and uh, in quarter four, we're going to launch a little, uh, some little uh, wedding planning courses too. So little bite-sized courses on things you might need to polish your skills on. All right. So go to
2: ReneeDolla.com, sign up for the email list, get your, the easy, no templates, work on your boundaries and goals. Yes.
0: Can we give a shout out to everyone who's left us a review on iTunes so far? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, we got 20 reviews on iTunes. I feel like that. I have nothing to compare it to because this is our first podcast, but I feel like that's pretty good. I love it. I mean, thank you to everyone who's taken the time to leave a review. If you're listening and you haven't left your review and you feel like you want to share some love, we go, every time we get a review, we go crazy and like do a happy dance in our respective homes. And we We really do. And we we message each other and we're like, oh my gosh, we got another one. Like, we just can't thank you guys enough for listening and supporting. And we're so just happy to be here doing this. So thank you. Yeah. I love it. Thanks everyone. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebreadevents.com and reneedallo.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.